Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. One, two, three, four. Come join us on this trip. No, more like journey. how you're like we will burn this pee and like we're ready to clap i feel like burning pee is a symptom of the clap welcome back everybody you're gonna leave the burning (laughs) pee in thing aren't you (laughs) i have to it's too good you goddamn son of a bitch (laughs) it's too good the setup is too good if if, just just uh, just i just need to let everyone know my pee is not burning it was a joke I successfully ah. peed before we recorded. What okay, might happen fair, whilst we're fair. recording is me needing to go for a shit, though. That seems to happen, like, every 30 minutes right now. <laughs> well, you're, on not, the, I'm, you're, I'm on not, a, you're in a cleanse. Uh, yeah, I'm in a, I'm in a, right? I'm in a, like... I'm in a cleanse. My body's like, let's get all that bad shit out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a, apparently, there's a lot of bad shit in me. <laughs> It's, it's got to come out. Some, it's got to come it's out somewhere. Come, you know, better, come. better out than in, right? <laughs> in this point, as yes, <laughs> as Shrek would say. <laughs> you know they're making a new one of those motherfucking movies. Yeah, they are. All, like, to get all, all, yeah, like I don't know if they've if anyone's confirmed yet. But at this point, it's like trying to get the cast of Community back together for the movie. Well, that isn't that like supposed to be in the works? Like every time that's supposed like, to be Butler's happening. I follow the community TikTok, and like they even posted an mm-hmm. interview with Childish Gambino from like two weeks ago, and he says like, "Yo, we're supposed to start filming in a couple of weeks." Like everyone signed the yeah. contract, everyone's on board, but no one has a script. Like he was saying, like he checked with Allison, he checked with Joel, no one's mm-hmm. received anything, and apparently filming is supposed to start like late spring early summer and just nothing like like no according to childish gambino in the actor's sense nothing like they've seen no progression so that's that sounds like a great start to the community movie (laughs) well i saw i saw that interview and he was talking about how like when they were shooting the show there were a lot of times they wouldn't get the scripts till just before they were about to shoot yeah. So that's kind of what he's expecting. Like, we aren't seeing these fucking scripts until we're on set. Yeah. <laughs> I think if you look back at, like, the most successful community episodes, they're the ones direct- written and directed by Joe, um, 
Joe and Anthony Russo. Is it Anthony? Yeah. Yeah. The Russo brothers. Yeah. The Russo brothers. Yeah. They they went on to do a couple of successful movies. I don't know if you've heard. Um, you know, just some little Marvel movies. Nothing major. Um, uh, <laughs> they need. They they should come back. Honestly, they should come back. And like, and if it is them directing it, then it makes sense to do the whole script stays confidential until filming because that's what they mm-hmm. that like that's what they did with the avengers i don't know if it was like if that was their style but like it made sense for the mcu i've just hit the shit out of my mic it made sense for the mcu because you know you don't want script leaks yeah 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 like um i don't know if you saw it, but apparently we were talking about um potentially joining the dcu under james gunn yeah they're like they're totally he, open to it he, he was mentioning on twitter that there's been talks already between a, yeah. a combo dc marvel which is huge because they're like some of the biggest like comic book oh, events yeah. ever and i mean it's not like it, like like it, it's it's happened it happened in the comics a few times and yeah. you know a lot of those books are really good mm-hmm. but like they were very clear like if they do come on to do something dc they don't want to do anything batman related okay why not just make it an else in dc in dc's case why not just make it an elseworld movie well i think they want to come in for like the main story mm. they just don't want to do batman i think i think they feel like they're open to doing anyone else okay yeah i mean why not get like a, which why get. not get a team which which I, I would I if I was I would probably I would get them for a Justice League movie honestly yeah honestly I feel like they would yeah. they would do it that well but I also I can understand why from a directing standpoint you wouldn't want to do a Batman movie just because of how many there have already been and the amount of comparisons you're gonna get mm. and just like it, it it's it's living up to this expect I mean obviously they can live up to expectations because they've done it multiple times. But whether or not they want to, I think I feel like is a thing. This so I, real, I, I would real quick love give to me see... give me like give me a Marvel DC like one Marvel character one DC character give me a movie. Like, what I would like to see them do. Yeah, yeah. Like who who would you who would you see in a Marvel DC crossover? If you had to pick two characters to do a crossover, like two main characters, there'll be other characters of course, but like oh. who'd be you, who'd be your two mains? Spider Man and Batman. Spider Man and Batman. I think I'd have to go with they... Spider. I'd have to go with Spider Man. Uh, I'd do. I'd probably have to do. Actually, no. Deathstroke Punisher. Mm, that'd be dope. That'd be dope. Like those guys would end up teaming up and just being like, "Both our universes suck. Let's just cleanse them. Kill everyone." <laughs> <laughs> well, so the re- the reason I pick I the reason I'm picking. Spider-Man and Batman. There's a com- there's a book, I I've, I have it and I've read it many times and it's just so fascinating, because the whole thing stems from Carnage. Seeing the jo- essentially Joker has been lobotomized, and he's normal and he's a, a you know member of society. It's like this new tech that's been pl- implanted into his brain, that makes him normal mm-hmm. and essentially destroys the quote unquote the Joker. Yeah. Carnage sees this, doesn't like it. He's a massive Joker fan. He goes, he unlobotomizes the Joker, and they team up. And I'm like, that's that's a pairing that's terrifying. And so you get, you know, your Spider-Man and your Batman team up, and they kind of a lot of similarities between the two of them. They're both very smart. They both have tragic backstories. I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, 
as similar as they are, you see how witty and kind of lighthearted Spider-Man is in comparison to how dark and brooding Batman is. Yeah. I feel like they play off of each other really well. You see, I, I, I've not gone off any, like, any comic book knowledge. So, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, 10 points to Sebastian. No, because that's, <laughs> that's not awesome <laughs> my movie's just like right? you know what this is what i would like to see your like's like so let me take you back to like 2008 when i was like a 13 year old little boy <laughs> <laughs> let me take you about the ins and outs of the comic here's act one here's act two <laughs> here's where you could lead into like a possible another movie like what the fuck like you didn't have to slap I me mean, around like that, bro. <laughs> like I've got feelings I'm saying, too. <laughs> there's, it's good. No, it, it, it's good. I feel like that that would do. I would be really good. But speaking of movies, we both have major updates for you know. We stuff have we're working on, some so, um, major updates. Like usually you'd think. You, go ahead, bro. Usually lay it on me. Usually yours was more recent than mine. Usually you would think, like if there's major updates from us, there'd be like this whole hiatus. But we've we've managed to sort of keep this going. Um, which I'm proud of. You know, we need we need to find we yeah. need to find ways to do that. Um, so my major update is my short film had a private screening in a cinema in Birmingham uh, last night. So I don't know when this is going to release. Release, so I really can't say last night. But recently, my movie had a screening in Birmingham. <laughs> we invited like industry professionals. We invited some friends, cast, crew, all that good stuff. And honestly, it was awesome, man. It was the first movie I've screened outside of a festival, outside of education. So it was really, like, it was daunting a little bit. It was daunting. I was nervous. Mm-hmm. But, like, like those were suppressed by just the sheer excitement. Like, it could have been, like, five people in in the in the audience, two of which would have been, my, like, my mum. The other two would have been some friends. and But it wasn't. Like, we, we filled that screen. Like, I stood up front to nice. do, like, the opening speech. And, like, I, 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 I looked out yonder and I was like, yo, like, I know we didn't fill the entire screen, but we did fucking well. Two weeks mm-hmm. this took. Two weeks. I had a holiday as well, in, in like, in that time. Like, yeah. and all I, all I, the only thing I can do is sit here as happy as I am and be like, what what could we have done had we given ourselves like another two weeks? We could have filled that whole mm-hmm. fucking thing. Like I was so I was so proud of everyone involved, everyone that came got like uh, you know, I know that not not everyone that went uh, went to the screening listens to the podcast, but like thank you to everyone that went. It's so successful that I want to do another screening in London, but this time I like I want to start planning it now for a summer screening. I want. The entire cast and crew, because unfortunately, like two of the main cast members couldn't make it to the screening yesterday, which is pretty sucky because, mm-hmm. like, missed out on some good casting photos. And there was a lot of photo opportunities that we missed last night as well. Like, we woke up this morning, me and the uh, me and the team, like the boys that helped me make the movie, and we were like, didn't really get a lot of like postable photos. Like, we had to like sort of wrangle everyone that went. It's like, hey, I saw you taking photos. Can I get those? <laughs> like. Yeah. It was a bit. It was a bit of a gold mouth scramble there. Um, when there was this yeah. whole upstairs area that was like available to us in the lobby, where we could have easily set something up, like with some lights. Like we didn't. We didn't get posters. Like so, you know, there was there was things like that could easily be done for another screening. And this screening was so successful, 
and so well received and like i'm so excited for where the movie can go from now like with the festivals upcoming that if we do get a little bit more traction to festivals we get a little bit more interest from industry heads like people have been contacting us saying hey had screening went well i'm sorry i couldn't make it i was like yo like maybe we should do another one like get the entire cast and crew i'm talking black tie event this time because it was a bit like it was smart casual so black tie event mm-hmm. like suited and booted down in london let's do it you know let's do it big time you know may- and maybe this time like do you know you know it's a couple of quid for a ticket kind of thing yeah yeah but it was it was awesome man like i made i made i made so many contacts i had so many conversations and plus there was a bar right next to the cinema where after the after we finished in the cinema a few of us went to the bar and there's you know drinks were flowing there was conversations going like everyone was talking xyz yeah like it's it's my job now to sort of who do i remember speaking to who said they could <laughs> like do shit for me like fuck <laughs> so I'm, like i made sure to wake up this morning and like talk to the boys and just be like yo we need to we need a breakdown we need a breakdown who did we speak to who said they could do what who like what what need who needs contacting immediately like yeah, you know, but it's all it's really exciting things and the movie itself, man. Like I've done I've done short movies before. And like they've like I've seen them on the big screen. I'm like, yo, like the blacks look a little bit crushed. The colors don't blend very well. The sound isn't done very well. We did a proper digital cinema package for this for this cinema. There was no laptop. There was no USB. We're like, look, we're going to we're going to properly do this. We're going to we you know, we need we filmed this proper. We got proper sound done from a post-production sound company. Alex Gregson from Three Four Four, who does, who did the opening music for this for us, he did the sound for mm-hmm. Raven. Dude, yeah, dude, it was like we we came out of the screen and, and about ten people came up to me, like a few people from the like the crew, some people not from the crew. They were like, I like it ended, and I was like, yo, do not end there. I need more. And I was like, yo, yeah, things go the right way. Like I'm already writing the future. I'm already writing the future treatment for more. Like there's definitely more in my little, in my little noggin that I'm trying to like get onto the page in a coherent way. Right now it's in a very incoherent way. Um, (laughs) But that's where, that's where all scripts start. Anyone who writes a script know that like it's, it will start incoherent. And then it's your job to sort (laughs) of, you know, maybe not that i can combine this and that and i was like hang on this is looking like for like just base notes for a feature i got 12 pages and i was like that's a good start like that's just notes like my when i expand on some of those notes it'll become 14 14 15 pages i'll tell you what that's a fucking feature treatment right there Mm -hmm. and like i've got things in bold underlined like so i'm going to start an appendices i'm going full tolkien mode on this bro like i'm writing down the law the history it's like where we like where they are in this world needs like it has a history so i'm like yo it's my job to fucking know that history now like let me it's it's pure creation bro like i absolutely like i'm having so much fun like the only thing holding Mm -hmm. me back is my imagination honestly i just can't like can't like i need I met with someone today, one of the actors, who wants to help me develop the movie, and he was like, "Before you start, like, sort of going crazy with ideas, we got like we got to know the rules. What are the boundaries? Set the boundaries. 
and then you can sort of you can build from there so that's where i am man and honestly i can't wait to hear back from some of these festivals we've not we've not heard from any yet but we should soon and i'm mm-hmm. i'm so excited i just can't fight it you know you know you know <laughs> i don't know the words after that so we'll give it to you sebastian what are you doing <laughs> let me know so i'm i just finished i just wrapped on the rough cut of this feature doc and it's crazy man it's it's all i've been working on for like the last month or so can we hit pause there it's coming back from boston you just said feature doc like it was nothing and it needs a quick (laughs) (laughs) that's big boy shit bro you're not messing around with like 10 minute shorts my g you're messing you're messing around with the big boys yeah man it it so total time on the on the on the rough came out to an hour 40 and i i just remember sitting there like i as 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 soon as i hit export my body was just like oh fuck because <laughs> at because it, it, it's it's crazy looking back at it now it was literally is it, it the whole this whole feature documentary is a two-person team it was me and thea the producer I directed, I was the cinematographer, editor. Once I lock it down, I'm going to do color. At some point, I will also do sound. I know I'm, I, I'm, I actually may not do sound, which I'm kind of very super thankful for because, <laughs> you know, I, it's, I, I love the project and I'm, I'm, I'm super passionate about it. And it's funny because, like, when I exported it and got it done and everything, I remember my, I remember Theo was asking, if I was nervous about screening it, because we're screening it, you know, I was, screen, I was screening it to Thea, I was screening it to Dana, the person who, you know, we made the doc about, our composer, and a friend of Dana's who was kind of there for emotional support for Dana. And at first I was like, nah, I'm all good. I'm totally good. Like, there, there was a confidence in me that was like, even if it's shit, it's a rough. It's something I can work off of. Right. <laughs> literally half hour before we start screening my fucking blood's pumping my adrenaline is going crazy the nerves we're like oh oh, oh, oh you're no. not oh you're not you're not nervous we're just we're just gonna go ahead and crank this to 11 <laughs> and then we're just gonna let you sit in it for a little while we're just gonna let you sit in it for a little while and i was like fuck that happened to me so, that happened to me uh <laughs> we were meant to leave my house at six to get to yeah. the locate to get to the uh, the the cinema for six thirty, uh, doors open mm-hmm. at seven. I, like I wanted to be there to greet people as they came in, and my brother's like, "Yo, I'm uh, I'm actually like I'm passing through Solly Hall to get to the cinema," and he like he showed us a picture and was like, "Oh, it's two past six and I was like, "Yo, what? What? Mm, the time has been in my head all day that has nothing's happened is changing now. Like I went quiet, man. I was like, I was like, I wasn't even watching TikToks. I was just just scrolling. Like, <laughs> nope, nope, Jesus. nope, nope. <laughs> nah, dude. I was like, I, I couldn't my I couldn't feel my fingers for a little bit. Like I was sweating. I could feel my heart racing. And then I I sit down. 
and I set up because we did it over Zoom. The, it's a bi-coastal production. You know, me and Thea are on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Dana and, and the composer are all on the East Coast. So I set it up. I hit play. And everyone turns off their cameras. Everyone turns off their mics. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, I'm going to make myself a drink. <laughs> Everyone's watching it. I I've, I have seen everything to, to such a degree. Like you know, you've been you've been you've edited your own stuff before. Like you know, yeah. after a, after a certain amount of time, you're just like, I love this, but if I look at it one more goddamn time, I'm gonna hate it. <laughs> I'm gonna absolutely put my fist through this computer. <laughs> we we were in post production. We had three days with three four four doing post sound, and honestly, we needed a week. But like, I I know every single line from my fucking movie when i watch it on my phone now and it comes it comes to the moment where forgin the dad is like sort of deliberating one of the son's like ceremonial gifts he just goes adequate adequate and it's become like spoiler alert (laughs) it's become like an everyday thing for me now like when someone when someone (laughs) says something to me and i like it i'm just like adequate adequate (laughs) 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 there's how many times i've heard that fucking like and alex alex was just says like hang on there's there's something wrong with the uh the backgrounds here like you know we didn't get good enough boom or something and i was like how do you hear these two words one more goddamn time <laughs> i'm gonna kill someone <laughs> <laughs> so you know i i i just i i needed i needed a break i knew everyone else was watching it everyone who needed to watch it was watching it i nobody knew i wasn't <laughs> you were watching the wrestling. <laughs> I, mean, I was playing wrestling, dude. I was I was on two K twenty three. I was I was sipping on a fucking yes. on a white Russian, playing two K twenty three, and I had headphones on so I could hear the movie. So I I knew I was still kind of paying attention, but also not not watching it. But like, and you know, everyone was done. I I turned everything off, came back, hopped on with everyone. Everyone was really happy with it. Era. So that Excellent. Excellent. was just like a wave, like that was you know I I knew I was gonna get the most notes from Thea, but also because she is the producer, so she's looking at it mm-hmm. as a producer, mm-hmm. as opposed mm-hmm. to everyone else. They're like, you know, I this is just a movie. I'm watching a movie. I kind of like the movie. I don't like the movie. So I was expected. Uh, the, I think the biggest things are just like a couple of just structural things. Just you know, things need to be moved around. Kind of, it's essentially just finding the right places for these puzzle pieces next and week next week when we come on to do the podcast i'm uh, like we need to break down your process of like planning a feature filming a feature post-production for a feature like anyone like oh, most, most of most of our listeners have like have knowledge in shorts not yeah not, not everyone here has knowledge in features people have been on features I... like, for a few days here and there but like actually doing like being an integral part of one and wearing multiple hats as well. How are you? Like, how is your head still attached to your body? Is would Bro, be the I, main, I, this would I be the main question. <laughs> I genuinely, I don't. I, I yeah, no. I think it's a good idea to kind of come back to that because, like, like the like I have I've had like deep briefs with the about the project overall for like different sections of it. But yeah, mm-hmm. like I think the biggest takeaway is that. You know, you're talking about the the planning and kind of the follow through, and I could sum it up in one word: chaos. 
Yeah. <laughs> Ambitious was our word for for, uh, for West Flies the Raven. And I was like... Because, yeah, like, there was... Don't use that as, like, negative. Like, I took Ambitious was like, yeah, but when was the last time you saw, you know, a short film that was mm-hmm. ambitious, you know what I mean? And you with, yeah. you with Chaos, like... You know, if you know it's if you know it's cha- if you know it's chaotic, then you know you can control it. Like the when you the, don't the, know it's and, chaos, and, that's yeah. when you, that like that's when you lost. As soon as you knew there was chaos, then you can begin to harness it. Mm-hmm. And that's basically that's basically basically what it was because like we we were not planning to shoot it when we did. Mm-hmm. We were not we like we were so. Not unprepared, but underprepared. Mm-hmm. Like not, we we're not, we weren't as prepared as we wanted to be, and like there were definitely a lot of moments, like looking back, where you know, oh, maybe we needed one more, one or two more people to come up as crew to help us, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, and yeah, it was chaos and it was chaotic, and there was a lot of good stuff that came out of it. But the biggest thing for us was that okay, we know that we can do it ourselves, but we also know in the future we don't have to. So when we get to a point where, because we're, we're already kind of sort, we're already kind of starting to plan up the next documentary. Damn. So we have a better sense of, okay, this is what worked, this is what didn't, this is what we need, this is what we don't need, and the best part, the best part of it is for the most part, bigger. That's gonna better be better and more badass. That's what we fuck. That's well, it's what gonna we be more. Need, bro. It's it's gonna be more centralized here in LA so there won't be as much travel because that was definitely that's good for you definitely a huge yeah that's definitely a huge thing because well. like yeah and like we went you know we were going to Boston uh we were both expecting blizzard and snow and cold because like February in Boston and for the first like four or five days it was clear skies and it was green and so we were able to get a lot of good stuff nice and then t- towards the the tail end it started to snow and the thing is is that Thea is physically allergic to the cold so after a while it starts it starts to physically fuck with her oh shit so That's not so good. so having to have that in the, in both of the back, in the back of our heads was a huge thing so like oh we get to shoot this in LA thank fuck cuz i am i have been to the east coast twice with her to work and shoot stuff having to deal with cold and quite frankly, I am instituting a thing for myself. If I have to shoot in the East Coast, I am not shooting anything over there before March. Between the months of November and March, no go. Not happening. No. Fuck that. Been there. Done that. Not doing it again. If it is not integral to the goddamn story, I am not fucking going. So you know how last week we needed to cut me off for the break? Let's go to the break, bro, so you can go Okay, yeah, yeah, let's go to the break. <laughs> when we come yeah, back, we're going to be fair. talking about the writer's strike, and we're going to be talking about shorter episodes in the seasons. Are they good? Are they bad? Find out when we come back. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. So I said to her, you know what I said to her? I said... I don't want to come on your tits. Oh, hey, Smashing, how you doing? <laughs> you know what? You know what I thought you were going to do there? I thought you were going to do the key and peel, feel, the key and peel feel thing. I was like, you know what I said? I said, I said, bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, you, but you said, but you said bitch, though. Yeah, I said. Yeah, yeah. Ain't no, ain't no thing. <laughs> <laughs> ain't no thing. Speaking of Keen Peel, you know what I watched the other day when I was like, I was just in bed, I wasn't sleeping, I was like, may as well get on my phone and like, you know, just you know, watch some TikToks. I was, I went onto YouTube, I I watched um, the uh, the Bunny and Ducky Toy Story Four trailer. Toy Story's my jam. <laughs> <laughs> to insanity, to infinity, and, and a blonde. <laughs> To indecency <laughs> and your mom. <laughs> oh, they're casted so perfectly. They they were brilliant, and they were underutilized in the movie though. Like they had a whole trailer. The first oh, yeah. trailer for the movie oh, yeah. was these two motherfuckers doing. Like if you don't know, it's a parody of their door door guy. Like talk like um, Melly racist ass Melly Gibson's is my shit too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Liam Neeson's in Dark guys Mando. Love Hollywood. Liam Neeson's in Dark Mando. Ah! <laughs> you know, so speaking of underutilized, there is a very, very dark period looming over Hollywood in the right in the form of a writer strike. Indeed, not the first one and it definitely won't be the last one, but I I have a mm-hmm. I have a friend on the inside who says this one is like this one is for sure happening. That like negotiations yeah. have been ongoing for a while and just the people in charge of the Writers Guild America just aren't they're just they're just not getting it. They're just not getting the point. It's like Look, if we don't write, you can't film anything. And we motherfuckers are about to stop. And you know what people are writing right now? Next season's scripts of the TV shows currently going. <laughs> yeah. And, and, it's, and it's funny because, you know, we, we kind of alluded to talking about, you know, shorter TV seasons, you know, mm-hmm. episode-wise. For kind seasons. of goes hand in hand what we, and, like, you know, these, these two topics. Oh, absolutely. Because, like, okay, so let's... Quick history lesson. The last time there was a writer's strike was in 2007, 2008. And that lasted for about three months. Mm-hmm. It lasted three months, but it affected everything It affected. So it, it, were, it affected, um, affected Lost, House, Bones, all the CSIs. Super, and, like, ev- supernatural. Really, supernatural. To the point where, like... 
a seasons a season of house ended and then because of the writer's strike they had to like rush film for the new season and like it restarted like the week after and i was like hang on mm-hmm. what like what you mean like because we in the uk at that yep. time like we were beholden to you guys we usually got stuff like way like way back they had to like rush mm-hmm. to give us stuff because otherwise there would be nothing to see yeah and it's like so looking back it's a lot of the shows that were because there was stuff that was affected that was already ongoing so a lot of seasons that were already going at the time you kind of mentioned a few of them already were shortened you know these are shows that already had episodes in production yeah so you know you got to get those done they just couldn't use any new scripts and then there was there were some shows they were just straight up canceled during the fucking thing. I mean, a lot of them aren't anything that you would call good, great, <laughs> or noteworthy. Yeah, hit me, hit me with but one. I want to f- see, if, like, hit, give me a few. I want to see if I know any of them. Okay, <laughs> cavemen. Nah. Girlfriends. Nada. The 4400. <gasps> I know that one. That's the one. That's why that okay. shit ended. <laughs> yeah. That had like, that. I remember that being advertised over here for so long. Like it used to advertise, because like everything that came from America was usually shown on Sky. Um, so Sky was mm-hmm. like advertising the 4400. It's like, yo, after you finish Lost, make sure to stick around and watch the 4400. And it's out of nowhere. Like it came and it left and i had no idea why and i was like i'm like like i know sh- i know when shit comes out you stop seeing the trailers but like i thought this shit was ongoing you know you still want to sort of get people to come and see like week after week and then just boom zilch the 40 the 4400 mm-hmm. was the zero a little bit of a naff joke there for you um <laughs> I'm losing it, man. <laughs> I need to start drinking on these podcasts again. Otherwise, otherwise I'm going to come out with more shit like that. <laughs> Water isn't doing it. <laughs> yeah, so I, like, oh, oh, that's cool. Like, I was literally about to, like, had you, had you said the next one and I didn't know it. I was like, it's time to move on. <laughs> like, <laughs> you've been bamboozled. <laughs> no, but, like, you know, it, it's crazy. One of the things is that, like, the flip of that where you have all these things getting canceled and a lot of scripted shows are being cut down and just tossed to the wayside. Hmm. You have what was essentially considered a boom period for unscripted TV. Yes. My... You didn't really necessarily need that stuff, you know, script, scripts for that stuff. Obviously a lot of it is scripted, but you don't necessarily need it. Yeah. It's not as integral. So that, so, you know, that was, that was a big thing, but you know, coming back to, the strike that's coming up this year, I think, I guess a lot of what a lot of people don't know is why Okay. it's happening. Yeah. So I don't know how familiar you are with it or. Uh, it's possibly to do with a certain five letter word that, you know, everyone is looking to have more of money. Yeah. Yep. These motherfuckers yep. are being told to write some of the biggest shows of all time. They make all this fucking money. What's one thing no writer really ever gets that every actor seems to get now 
is fucking royalties and residuals. Mm-hmm. Writers get writers get paid a commission. They can get they get paid a lump sum. If they do get paid like any form of residuals, it's because of like integral work. They're probably also a creator or a producer as well. But usually, you know, especially like we're being told at the end of TV shows that just James Gunn has written all these episodes of Peacemaker. Suck my donkey dick. There is a writer's room involved. Of uncredited mm-hmm. of uncredited little lemmings that are like, yo, it's a it's about time we get some credit. And it's like, you know who led the way in sort of giving respect to the writer's room? Just a little show everyone hated called She Hulk. Yeah. And I was one of the that like when they did that, I was like, yo, that's sick. That whole that like that like Deadpool times four fourth wall break like fourteen walls, bro. Like <laughs> it was awesome. They they did they did so well, but like because you know at that point you get paid a SAG actors check. Mm-hmm. So you know like these uncredited writers room need to start getting credited because these TV shows yeah. these movies that like you know it's, you've got more of a chance of a movie being written by like a couple of guys like these tv shows i don't know if anyone like if anyone knows but like there are buildings in la like that literally have floors dedicated to the sony writers room the netflix writers room the paramount writers room and they just mm-hmm. like, they just go from show after show like you know they're being told to churn out like with and if you look at like who's making movies and tv now it's almost like without realizing we've regressed back to the studio system. Yeah. Where literally no one was besides the big wigs and the big names, no one was getting paid. And that's literally what we're getting back to. Yeah. And like one thing mm-hmm. we haven't talked about, which we are going to talk about in a, in a couple of minutes is the shorter episode per seasons. When you told me when the first writer's strike was, well, not the first, but like the main big one back in the mid noughties, I think after that is when, like, it lost, went from 20 episodes to about 11, 13 episodes. The same thing happened to House. Um, Breaking Bad came out, and that was that, that's, that solidified, you know, we're doing 10 episodes per season. Every, like, these 23 episodes per seasons, like, unless you were already established, like, they, they stopped coming out. Like, and is that... Like, is that part of the writer's strike? These, like, seasons with 10 episodes now? So, uh, so when they, you know, when that strike ended, everyone went back to work. And for most network shows, the traditional, you know, 22 episode, 23 episode season still stuck around for the most part. Yeah. Where it really changed was when um, House of Cards on Netflix dropped. Ah, uh, Netflix's first Dark Horse. Because it showed that you could have a succinct, gripping television show without that many episodes, without the crazy episode order. Mm. And that's become the trend since. Yeah. You have TV shows with seasons that are like 10, 13 episodes, sometimes less. Yeah. Less episodes that are needed for the, for a TV show, less chance for a writer to get paid. Less yeah. chance for writers to get put into the room because you don't need as many writers. Yep. And the problem, and the thing is too, one of the things I was reading um, on like the bigger shows, like the bigger event shows, you know, 
Mandalorian, uh, anything Marvel or Star Wars or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Game of Thrones, House of Dragon, that kind of stuff. HBO shit. These writers are con- these these writers are contractually locked into these shows. So they're writing exclusively for these shows. Even if they're not ex- even if they're not explicitly writing for these episodes, once that's done, you can't necess- you can't necess- you're not allowed to go find another writing gig. You're freelance. You- you're not allowed to do that until the show is done or until they decide they no longer need you. And even then, you're not getting the residuals off what's you know like you tell you're not an actor you're not a face you're the guy behind you're the guy or girl or or non-binary behind the, the chair typing a <laughs> you're the one the creating the world <laughs> you're the one creating the world but because you're not the creator or because you're not the actors you're not getting the recognition or the pay or any of that and that's ultimately what it's all boils down to but there's also the threat and the worry about the rise of ai in production mm, if you start yeah if you go to ai and you're using that to write your scripts what the fuck do you need a writer for yeah exactly like even like there's a uh, interview with joe russo even today like people you know it, it'll be the next big streaming thing is a streamer plus an ai where it's like me plus marilyn monroe you know doing xyz i can guess what you're going to want that ai to create for you and you know give it like an hour or two and they'll generate it your face her face your voice her voice and it's it's scary like ai 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 is scary so one thing i agree with elon musk about until like i'd rather bitcoin and cryptocurrency stays unregulated right now because as soon as it is like that's it. That's the next form of, you know, that's the next form of currency. America's already heading in the direction of, like, paperless currency because, you know, the dollar's about to fucking plummet into non-existent with the rise of Russia, China, Brazil, South Africa doing their thing. Um, so, but what needs regulating is AI. Because like like uh, a couple of years ago, me and me and my friend, we were actually in our local mall, uh, our local big shopping mall, T- uh, Touchwood, and he uh, at the time he was a uh, he was a banker, and this guy asked us, was like, like what what you know, what do you what do you do, and um you know I said I'm a writer, work for TV, they go back and like there was like a zero zero point one percent chance of technology overtaking my job, but he was a banker. And there was like a ninety-eight percent chance of his job getting taken, and he like he actually got like an interview. He was on TV and everything, and I was oh mate, that's, you know, that's fucking cool. You're on TV, and I was like, that was like that was less than ten years ago, and now banking is one of those things that like technology isn't even in the way of in some cases. America's only just like come into contactless. I was in America the like a couple of weeks ago, and they were so excited. It was like, you can pay on contactless now. It's like, yeah, I know. You see this little symbol on my on my debit card. It's been there for about six years. Like, <laughs> we we've been here, bro. We've been here. <laughs> we've been waiting for y'all. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? But now, I would I would say you know TV and TV and film writing creating. 
Look at education. Education's fucked. The way AI can get in the way of certain education to the point where you've, we've just allowed like laptops and iPads to be given to students. We need to take those away. We need to go back to paper. We need to go back to making sure these kids can write legibly, uh, write legibly, can write and form coherent sentences, can communicate coherent sentences outside of technology. That's what education needs to start doing itself for. Yeah. Rather than find, rather than doing what education has been doing since I think our generation left education, which is how fast can I teach these kids? How fast can I mm-hmm. get these motherfuckers out my fucking classroom? so i can move on with whatever i want to do that's why finland yeah. teaching is re- is regarded and at the same level as a lawyer or as a doctor they're like it's fucking finland no one gives a shit what finland's doing they've only just joined nato like mm-hmm. all they have is education because it's so fucking cold <laughs> like you know if other countries set themselves up like that like right now it's like Oh, if you teach, you you know, you failed to do what you actually want to do. I was like, shut the fuck up. Like, anyone that has, like, ever said that, like, I, like I've never wanted to slap someone so hard for saying someone's, something so stupid. Mm-hmm. But for us, the creatives, you're trusting technology to, like, bring in, like, emotion. The amount of... The, the heart. Amount of, the heart, like the amount of stories we put in like from ourselves into our original into our original writing like every time you like you hear an interview like with some like someone about a movie or about a scene or about a particular moment in a series and it's like oh yeah you know that like actually happened to one of the producers and like they, they you know they pitched it to the writer and then the writer sort of worked it into the series and I was like you can actually pick those moments out because usually they are like the strongest moments. They are the most emotionally driven moments because they're grounded in some form of reality, which AI does and, not have. You know, it's yeah, yeah, and like you know, we're talk, talking about like film film writers as opposed to TV writers. One of the things that I, that I was reading about that kind of stuck out to me was like the the average pay for a film screenwriter was about the same as it was in 2018. Mm. So if you adjust for inflation, it's technically down 14%. Jesus Christ. And and apparently there are, there are a lot of writers who are like they're paid less than 150 grand for a screenplay. They're then asked to do unpaid read rights. Yeah. For like uh, you know more for their screenplays draft, and it's some drafts like I'm I'm doing second drafts of scripts, and the um the producer told like I asked the producer was like oh is there money here? It's like oh no we paid the first we paid the first guy to do the draft but like there's no more money. And I was like, you fucking what? And it's like did this motherfucker fuck up a first draft so badly that you like you need a whole new writer? You you <laughs> like what yeah. the hell? Like and you're, you're not gonna get to you're for? not gonna pay the new writer? Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's crazy because like apparently. There are a lot of a lot of movies that come out on streaming. They end up getting paid as a as like movies of the week as opposed to a theatrical film. Because mm-hmm. you know, there's oh, it's not it doesn't have a theatrical release loophole, so I don't got to pay you as much as if it was being released theatrically, which is bullshit. Jesus. Which is utter bullshit when These you consider, especially to be unlooped. 
No, and it's like it's it's absolute bullshit when you consider, especially post in a post pandemic world. Not a lot of people were going to the movies. The movies that were coming out on these streaming services are the theatrical, you know, films that people were watching because they weren't fucking going anywhere. Yeah. They were at home. This is what they watched. So, you know, to pay the people who are writing these fucking things and telling them, oh, but technically it's not that. It's just a big fuck you to the person writing the movie. Mm-hmm. It, it, is, it is just a massive middle finger to them. And it's it, it's fucking ridiculous. Writers are the first, are, are used, like, are one of the first people to come in at ground level of a movie. Sort of, you know, sometimes you can stick around as, like, the like an on-set writer. That's pretty fucking rare. But, like, mm-hmm. as soon as the movie's finished filming, like, you're gone. But it's, like, as someone who, like, writes movies and then they get given to directors and producers, it's, like... Like, as much as I, I love Westflies the Raven, I'm sort of sat here as the person who created it, the person who funded it, the person who came up with the idea, the person who, like, slaved over draft after draft after draft. It's like, I have to sit there and be okay seeing people, like, like I, I was barely tagged in shit, man. Like, <laughs> and it's like, it did, and, but it, like, it didn't mm-hmm. hurt because, like, at the end of the day, the right people know, the right people know my yeah. involvement. And it's like, I can't, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not about to sit here and, like, reply to everyone as, like, yo, like, where's my fucking tag? Like, you know, I, w- I, I was, like, in some cases, on some sh- on some of the stuff that was, like, put out today and over the last couple of days, I was tagged in about 40% of it. Even though, like, mm-hmm. I'm, like, I follow all these people, like, you know, I see all their stories, I see everyone else's stories. And it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, as long as, like, my movie is in their mouth. That's the goal, and I like I'm happy with yep. that. But like, because you know, as a writer, what what can you do to combat that? Besides learn mm-hmm. to, you know, write something and then direct it. There is there, there's literally nothing else you can do. Like but like I'm I'm happy like I'm I'm happy people enjoyed the movie, and I, I'm happy that I'm mm-hmm. continuing to work on the movie. You know, I made the you know, me and the boys we made the right contacts to sort of you know get a feature on some wheels, and even and even get the short like out there in a global capacity. We've got some you know we we met someone with a vast Instagram outreach, which is what we need. So, but like, that's because I created the story. I'm going to keep working on it. When you are a writer who's just hired to come on something. And then you, you see, don't have and, then, and you, you don't have that. And then you see them. Then you see what you write it, like what you write and <laughs> what you've written, like actually being produced. And then, like the writers' room doesn't even get a credit. It's written like in like you come like written by, like so and so, and like you're not even there. I was like, mm-hmm. you know that. <laughs> That series wouldn't even have like as many scripts as it did without me and like the six other people that worked alongside yeah. me. That kind of thing. It's like it, they yeah. writers are slapped across the face repeatedly. They need we need and, like, we need proper credit like we need proper credits. We need proper pay. We need some form of residuals, and we need time off between seasons. I think you know it's it's crazy because like you know you think of how writers are portrayed 
or talked about like it shows about in, in anything regarding hollywood you know an entourage and you know fucking californications anything like that most writers are looked down on so hard oh yeah 100 percent. and and, it, and it's like and i i, I guess i kind of i i get you know the jokes you know for the most part these aren't most you know most writers aren't you know the the eye-catching type quote-unquote but like you know if these are the people who are giving you they are literally creating the work for you mm-hmm. you don't have the you're, you're a director without a script what the fuck are you directing yeah you're an actor without a script what the fuck are you gonna act mm-hmm. what are you you're, gonna you're say? just you're just a, <laughs> exactly you're just you're just a douchebag with your dick in your hand like, like, like i'm gonna improv like fuck off no you're not <laughs> i'm gonna improv <laughs> Fuck off! You're gonna improv. Even the best improv, even shows that are primarily improv, have a script that has at least a somewhat coherent structure yeah. to what is There's gonna happen. To work on. You don't have that if you don't have a writer. Yeah. Like you said, you know, if you unless you're writing and directing it yourself, which I personally, which is what I do, which has been my goal, which will continue to be my goal. If I write something, I'm writing with the intention of directing. I I don't ever plan on hand on writing something be like you know what you direct it no i will happily direct something for someone else but no that's <laughs> i wrote it i'm directing it suck my dick suck my dick <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how we approach writing in a different way because so I, I i like like my anger issues mm-hmm. got in the way of me directing i knew i couldn't be on set yeah. as a director especially after like certain events happened on some certain films Whereas, like, honestly, it sort of made me question being on set at all. Yeah, and it was it was yeah. it was funny. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna call this guy out the um, the Steadicam operator on Westfire's The Raven. Um, the last day, uh, we didn't we didn't have Steadicam, but he you know he was <laughs> there. He was like he you know he got breakfast because like he, he was allowed to be there. He, he looks at me. He goes, "Hey, Dar, what are you doing? You just sitting you just sitting around today." And I was like, you know, I took it on the chin. I was like, oh yeah, mate, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. I've got, I'm got to read scripty for the guy that's forgot his fucking lines. <laughs> and like, like that sort of sat with me, and I was like, how fucking dare you? You wouldn't even mm-hmm. be, you wouldn't even be here right now. You like, I know yep. he like, you know, they work like camera teams. They usually go from job to job to job. Yeah. Like, how fucking dare you? You wouldn't even been. You wouldn't even have been on this ambitious of a shoot without me coming up with the idea. There, I said it. Mm-hmm. Like no one, no one else, no one else came up with this idea. I did. Yep. <laughs> and that's not ego. That's not ego. That is pure fact. I allowed to take this. Like I took this script and I gave it to the right people to visualize it. I because I know mm-hmm. I can't do what i what what certain people who i've met can do and that's what that's what happened mm-hmm. with together alone that's what's happened with Westside the raven i've met two people who like work like who take my words and just know how to sort of give them life i'm like yo you know, yep. if that continues to happen then that's like that's a match made in heaven mm-hmm. but like to to almost be looked down on on like my own on my own set that I that, that I funded that I that I created is like you know it's it's like it's one of those things like at the time like I should have stood up for myself but then that's where like 
like that's where my point comes back to like and you know shit's happened on sets before where someone has said something and i've popped off like and like sometimes i've been the director sometimes i was just working as like i was a, the boomer op the boom operator man and i like i was i was a mouthy gobshite but you know this guy said that and i was like yeah you know i saw, you know i saw the banter in it i saw the banter i saw the joke because mm -hmm. honestly i did look at myself at times on west flies the raven and i'm like bro like you know it's almost dinner time can you you, you guys seem to have this i can go right like <laughs> But it's like you know, I like be I like being there. I like you know, like mm -hmm. the the director who who I write for. Like he even come like before we shoot, he's like, no, I need I need you there, because sometimes when shit changes like on the day, we like mean, like I'm directing, Ben's producing, you know, we we need you as the world builder to sort of come up with something on the spot, and it was almost every day. Yeah, I I, I needed to do something. I needed to rewrite like two lines. Or needed to inception and craft a couple of lines, or like a line needed changing or some shit. And like, uh, you know, if I take too long on that, then the whole day slows down and we we lose time. Mm -hmm. I'm the only like I'm the only one now who can like pick up an iPad and go wash 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 wash. Like on Together Alone, we the day before we shot a certain scene, I woke up that morning with the co-writer. And we had to we had to craft a whole new scene because the weather changed and we couldn't go outside and play football. And even then, we were on a cliff and we had to film with a kid. You know that kid is going to hurl that ball into non-existence and it's going to roll down the hill right into fucking Bath Town Centre and hit some old lady in the face and then that's a lawsuit. Ah, uh, my dentures. I've been knocked off my balance. Uh, my cup of Earl Grey tea. Like you, you, you know, you, you, like you could just see that happening. Like in between us with the frisbee, just hitting that retarded yeah. kid in the face. <laughs> so we like, uh. we had to come inside, and I was like, "Yo, production mm -hmm. design, we need presents." So like, we got like camera, like we got the camera boxes, we got the boxes that like certain yep. stuff came in. I was like, "Runner, go go down, go go to bath." Get wrapping paper, get balloons, get like tenth birthday party, big balloon shit, and we. By the time the actors were ready to shoot, we had everything ready for a birthday scene, and that's because mm -hmm. me and me and the co-writer were, like, we knew, the characters inside and out. We knew the story inside and out, and we knew like, right, if they're not playing football. What can they do indoors that is visually exciting, and emotional enough that someone would inception the memory for a VR experience. And honestly, yep. it made more sense to be a 10th birthday party than just kids playing football, like, than his wife and his kid yeah. playing football. Because, mm -hmm. like, that ended up being a pivotal thing because, like, he opens up this box of memories and it's, like, first birthday, fifth birthday, 10th birthday, 16th, like, you know, a possible wedding, holidays. And I was like, yo, like, this, it worked out for the better. So, but like you know, that's yeah. You, know, you know, I'm I'm learning. You know, I, I've 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 learned to take stuff on the chin. Like I've you know, you know, banter is a, a like as there's a thin line between yep. like abuse and funny. 
and like the words about the word is banter um and like before i took it i took it very harshly like you were that you've been with me on set where it's like uh, should i do i need to be the one to tell ed to stop like because <laughs> 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 you know if, you, if if no one if no one does there's times where i'll just like i'll just put myself into a really dark place and i'll like yeah i won't talk to anyone like any li- and like any little thing that goes wrong like will will snap me off like i was rang like at the end of one set i was wrangling wires and like it kept going wrong and when it got wrong the third the third time i was like oh fuck like I, everyone's on everyone was there I, everyone heard it but no one came not no one came over because they knew if they did i, I would just see red and that's why you know i like to sit at a desk and focus on writing yeah, and like you know, so so you know, bringing it back to the strike, you know, the way you're talking about how, you know, you're 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 the go-to to make changes on the day. Yeah, you're the go-to to having to re completely rethink a scene that isn't going to work for X Y Z reasons. And you know, in the in both scenarios, you know, obviously you're the one funding it, so it's not as big a financial burden to you. Mm-mm. But putting yourself in the situation of, you know, this is my job. I'm not getting paid despite the fact that I am literally saving a production from XYZ, you know, the, the, the weather, the fucking, this cast member six, we can't be on this day and this and that. And so, you know, it's, it, it, it comes back to what I, I think ultimately what it comes to is respect and how it is still so possible that in an industry built on words that are written by someone on pieces of paper that the writers of those words are still so disrespected. Mm. Like this isn't a, this isn't a young industry. This industry has been around for over, um, over a hundred years. Yeah. If that. No, about, yeah, about a hundred, about hundred years. And it's, it's looking at the people who are probably the most, if not, yeah, no, the most important part of that, of any story told and to still look down on them and not give them their due is fucking mind blowing. Like how I, you, you know, you put yourself on this pedal. It's like, Oh, you know, these movies are making billions of dollars and this and that. Yeah. But you wouldn't have those billions. You wouldn't have the studio system. Streaming wouldn't be what it is. If people weren't doing what you and I do, we sit at a desk, pull out a laptop and start typing. Because we have something in our head and we need to get it the fuck out. Mm. And it, it, so, you know, coming coming back, you know, the strike, it's... it's it, so if they don't come to a deal, I think it's by May 1st at 11.59pm. May 2nd, they go on strike. Hollywood effectively shuts down. Yeah, it was meant to like be, it's, it was meant to it be just, June, but like, I've I've been told by sources that it got but it got moved to may because of how, like how bad negotiations were going and like it was a unanimous the entire every member of the writers guild was like yep let's fucking go yeah cuz like it, it cuz you can't especially with streaming and, and you know with everything going on you can't keep treating writers like that with everything that's potentially coming you can't keep treating writers this way you don't have writers you don't have shit 
You know what? Doesn't me, matter how good you know the director what, is. You know what? Me and my mentor are gonna do during the writer's strike. <laughs> Reach out to executive producers looking for content and be like, "Hey, you know what? got something, prepared. dude. You know what's? <laughs> you know what's fucking? You know what? It, it's so fucked. You know we're talking about this. The flip dark side of it for people who aren't members of the WGA." <laughs> You, like you it's and like me, it's opportunity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, and 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 it sucks. You know, it's like oh, I yeah, yeah, guys, strike, fight for your due. But also, you're out of the way. I can finally get my foot in the fucking door. You're you're, you're standing there like that guy from the wedding singers. Like he's losing his mind. And I'm reaping all the benefits. <laughs> that is, sums that up so perfectly. Fuck! <laughs> you know how I know that? I watched it over the weekend. <laughs> that movie, oh, John Lovitz. I, like, why did I... Like, and I, I, I IMDb'd this movie. It has like a low IMDb score and has a low Metacritic score on IMDb. And I'm like... Some some movies that have been like that have negative IMDb numbers, like there needs to be like a an overhaul re-review. Because the wedding scene mm-hmm. is awesome, bro. Like that is one yeah. of Adam Sandler's better movies. Mm-hmm. Like the I whole moment where it's like, okay, cool, that you know, that would have been good if you'd brought to, brought that to my attention yesterday. Yeah, uh, the, the girl keeps talking again. Would have been better if you brought that to me yesterday. <laughs> you can't not sit there and start creasing, bro. Yep. Yep. Fucking Billy Idol with the cameo. <laughs> Come on, man. Oh. It's 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 definitely gonna be an interesting time in Hollywood. Because like there was yeah. with there was the what the Ayatsu strike that was it's gonna be like a oh, barren, yeah. featureless desert on some on some sets in some studios. But it, and it's one of those things where like you you look, trying to look at it from from both lenses. In on one hand, obviously it is it is scary because you know these people are fighting for what they feel like they are owed, and rightfully so. So you know they're they are literally deciding to not work until that happens. On the other hand. <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> we, there's opportunity. General and this, Kenobi. you know. <laughs> so you know, there's there's an opportunity for new voices to kind of sl- slither in. Mm, hello, and... Hermione. Mind if I <laughs> sliver in? <laughs> so you know, you you hope that at least for me, I hope that there is an opportunity to to kind of to take advantage. I no, hope, it's, that, it's I hope fucked those up. that are searching for, like, the respect they deserve, the money they deserve, I hope they fucking get it. But I hope those, like me and you, that have been struggling for the past few years to break, to, like, not even get our foot in the door, which is a phrase that, like, not even people in the film industry seem to know these, like, seem to know now. Not even get, not, not even get to the door to, like, to wade through that fog of war to find where even mm-hmm. the objective for the building is yeah and even in there like yeah. how do i get past the lobby what floor what elevator and then when i'm on the right floor 
what number door like and then mm. how how do i get how do i make sure the right person is in there at the right time that kind of shit yeah because there was definitely because you know like looking back at you know the strike from 07 like there was a obviously there was a rise in unscripted but there was also people who weren't members of the wga being you know discovered and being able to pitch their stuff and mm -hmm. hopefully selling so like you know it's it's good and bad but you know it's it's what this industry is man not everyone you take the good you take is the bad and what you have the facts of life the facts of life they, the facts of life there you go <laughs> and and the fact of life is if there is an opportunity we'd be stupid not to try and take advantage of it opportunity makes the thief mhm mm mhm mm there you go uh, i think we've run out of time to talk about shorter episode seasons you know what i like it we kind of talked Boom. about it we kind of talked about it no we, you know <laughs> just just real quick cuz like one of the things that i feel like because i i think it's a good comparison cuz like a lot of the a lot of english shows that i have watched they were out there you know for and you're you're part of the world for a while mm -hmm. we're already pretty you know they had seasons with relatively short episodes like i feel like that's a little more commonplace for you as opposed to me yeah 100 so like we there's a lot less of a focus on reality tv we definitely don't have like the whole what's the what was the big one on netflix love is blind mm -hmm. which is like one of the big ones and then you've got like the bachelorette We've only we've only just started our own like mass singer kind of interpretation, so we don't really like. There's yep. some like cable TV, like I would call it to sort of so people can understand. It. We have a we have broadcast television, like there's still like yeah. you know there's some reality TV there, but like we definitely have, like we've got channels focused in narrative, kind of like narrative mm -hmm. focus like. You know, there's a whole section of like ITV that's dedicated to narrative. Sky is dedicated to narrative. BBC sort of when like when you watch the the year the year end with the fireworks, they have like this big trailer of like sort of what to expect throughout the year. And there's you know the focus is on what their narrative is. And like they like like Apple TV, they nitpick like what they make. Mm -hmm. And I think for shorter t for shorter TV for shorter episodes episode like numbers so like, for those of you that, that like don't understand what we're talking about there it's like you know you've noticed like your favorite tv shows right now like sometimes when you binge them in like one day cobra kai comes out day one the whole season and i'm one of those little gremlins that will sit in my room and just be like episode next episode next episode because i don't want them fucking spoilers mm -hmm. if for me it's like gaming now it's all like it's all for, like and they're both forms of entertainment i can't i i don't have the time for time sinks and the same is for tv if i don't have the time to time sink into an rpg anymore i don't have the time to stick with a series for 24 weeks of my life shit mm -hmm. shit changes fast my focus yeah. my focus on watching stuff now is on streaming at my own time at my own pace knowing that you know it's actually not that many episodes and even then when like when amazon still is trying to sort of revive the whole event-based week-by-week series like they 
like because they were disappointed with like you can't be disappointed with like how well the boys season one season one was received but like they saw a drop off like after two weeks no one was watching the boys so like shit people loved it but it was too you know we we blew our load too quickly man like (laughs) they wiped the jizz off and went to the next thing so you know that's when they started focusing like okay cool and people were complaining it's like yo like i want to watch the boys like all the way through but what's happened since the longevity of the boys in people's mouths now to the point where it was voted the best comic book adaptation series movie of last year because it didn't come like you know they didn't come too soon they did the episode by episode. They had like they even treated one episode as like their you know their like sort of the the orgy episode. They were like you know yeah. make make sure you make sure not to spoil it online for those that can't see it straight away, all that kind of thing. But it's it's the Disney Plus ones that are starting to piss me off, man. The um and even and Succession as well. Um, I, I won't say the Succession one. Because people are still watching that, and that's huge. That's like that. Like I would There's there hasn't been a water cooler TV show since Lost, I would say, and Succession. Succession is like is is trying to do that as it's ending. Yeah. But like Mando, Obi Wan, and Andor, I couldn't be on Twitter, bro. Disney mm-hmm. Plus and the like Star Wars fans love love to run their fucking mouths man oh did you see what happened in the last episode of mando and like i was off i was off twitter like it it came out last week last uh, last tuesday last wednesday and like i I was off twitter until i think it was last saturday was when i was when i got the chance to watch it I just I've straight up deactivated Twitter dude yeah i I, like i don't see the i I, I don't see the point of it anymore cessed pool of assholes mostly yeah. star trek assholes I, I didn't want to be a part of it anymore <laughs> it's like it's I, I i barely so i barely weird. used it it was just kind of there so i just fuck it i'm done with it yeah no one does the spoiler alert anymore no no one give a fuck and we don't like don't the one care. thing we, the one thing we can talk about was um the the photo of kylo ren killing han solo that that was released online three days after the Force Awakens came out. I like mm-hmm. for me that was ruined on Twitch. I was watch I was watching I can't remember who I was watching, but like I was in the I was in the chat for whatever reason. Like I just loaded in, so I hadn't had time to sort of full screen and get rid of the chat box. And like the guy was like, "Oh, has anyone seen the uh, Force Awakens yet?" First response was Han Solo dies. And I was like, oh, you're trolling. You're trolling. And then I saw the movie and I was like, yo, that fucking cunt. I hope you get hit by a car. And I hope the driver's like, wait, is he dead? Let me reverse. Make, let me make sure. Let me double check. Yeah, let, let, me, let me double check. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope like the ambulance comes in and be like, what was that? Oh, shit. Crap. He, he shifted. Like, you know, we could put him back in the ambulance and take him back to the hospital and wait 12 hours for him to be seen, only not to be saved. Or we could just put him in that lake over there and just forget about him. Like, I hope that's what happened to that guy. 
I love that your ambulance drivers turn into quick mob hit men. Oh, of course, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and you just make them, you know, just make them sleep with the fishes. You know, we can make it do the that. There's no right. paperwork or anything. We, yeah, we got some ammonia, ammonia nitrate in the back, like ipso facto. Yeah. <laughs> hey, 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 Tony, hey, Tony, give, give, give me the bottle. Give me the bottle of the stuff right there. Just, can you just give, bring give, it out over here. Give me the, give me the stuff. <laughs> Not the salsa, you stupid work. <laughs> Uh fuck man. But yeah. It's gonna be it's definitely gonna be an interesting time going forward. Mm. Especially after the strike, because it's gonna change we'll have to do it's a gonna change a strike lot. update episode. Oh yeah. For sure. Yeah. Come to us for your right. But until then <laughs> Until then. You free we, those we balls. hate to love you and leave you. <laughs> free those balls. Free those balls. Uh so remember to like, share, comment, subscribe. And uh, uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Come on, man. Come join us on the trip. I'm sorry. Now we're throwing out the scripts. I hope we don't charge a penny. I hear the weekend's calling. Now it's time to start. Free ball.